witches. I'm Felicia. And I'm Holly. Join us as we embark on a journey to discover the ins and outs of witchcraft and what it means to be a witch in today's world. Grab your grimoires, your crystals, and a hot cup of tea, and let's get get spooky. Hey, Felicia. (laughs) Holly, how are you? Oh, (laughs) I feel that. It's Well, since the last time we've recorded, let me just... There's a lot that's happened. All right, let's run through the list. Recorded, <laughs> um, because the last time we recorded was before two... your bachelorette party. Yeah, which was the twenty 20- March twenty sixth. Yes, was my bachelorette so party. We last spoke on the nineteenth, essentially. Yeah, recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's been like almost a month. That's it's crazy. Been a hot minute. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, uh, get this off the top here. My cat died. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. I'm so sorry for you. So that sucked. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It was like, you know, here's the thing. We've talked a lot about this over the last little while since, you know, he passed. But it was the best thing for him. He was in a state where, like like you he said, was sick, it, yeah. it was a matter of, like, quality of life at the yeah. end of it. And I think you guys did the absolute best you could to make the last days perfect for him and you did what was was honestly in your heart best for him so i think you did the right thing thanks doesn't make it any fucking easier nope by (laughs) any stretch and you know but i i my condolences i don't know if that's the right term hey let it out right thing to say let it out i'm just a little crybaby that's okay dude hey no you're not a crybaby you spent 10 fucking years with him 10 fucking years true that true that that's like a child you know what i mean so it's fucking (laughs) can you imagine a child dying at 10 it happens (laughs) i know but like imagine how fucking devastating that would be good god yeah but um yeah so that sucked um and then we waited a week and we got a puppy so (laughs) who is so fucking cute he's adorable he has the same patterning as ignacio our cat that just passed so um i saw him online i thought oh it's meant to be yeah so we were planning on waiting much longer before we got a dog but i think this is for the best in the long run because it has breathed a new breath of life life into this house literally Yeah. yeah so it also you know what Everybody grieves in very different ways. And if this is the way that helps in your grieving process, you got to do what's best for you guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you in your heart believe that like when you saw him, that it was like the universe telling you, you know, that it was meant to be, then it was meant to be. Yeah, exactly. Right. Plus gives you something to put all of your extra love into now. Exactly. (laughs) So anyways, because I have a puppy in the house now, I am very tired. Yeah. I can see it in your face. <laughs> Puppy life, man. Puppy yeah. life. But it's, it's fine. They're cute. <laughs> Puppies are cute. That's I about it. it. I get it. I woke up in the foulest of moods this morning. I was mad at fucking everything today. So I feel <laughs> I feel it. Mm. You're just exhausted and I am just like full of rage. So <laughs> let's uh, be a little happier. How how was your bachelorette? Fucking epic it was so much fun i had an absolute fucking blast and you know what like i never wanted a bachelorette 
I really didn't. I just I know I really did not want one, and I was kind of like I wasn't going to let you get away with not having a bachelorette. I I knew you weren't. (laughs) I fucking knew you weren't. My sister was the same way, and I was just like, oh, between you and Fiella, like I'm having this fucking party. Yeah, whether you like it or not. uh, No, and I, I, you know, I won't lie. I was quite resistant to it a little bit, and um. I'm just super thankful to you and to her for throwing something together so fucking awesome for me. We know what you like, dude. Yeah, it's true. You do know what I like. And I had a great fucking time. I had a really, really good time. Perfect night. And it was amazing. <laughs> it was excellent. Yeah. I had an excellent night. Because I think I left like right at one. I was like the last one out the door, I think. Yeah. Right behind Adelina. And I was like, I am so sorry to be leaving you right now, but I gotta go home, <laughs> yeah, man. That's fair. That is totally fair. I was smashed. I went to bed. I don't bed. know if Fiela told you, but I went to her and I was like, watch her. <laughs> no, she didn't. I was she, like, you got this? She straight up like went to bed right after you left. <laughs> like straight up. She was just like, I, I, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably just going to hang out for a while. Yeah. I can't sleep like this. No. Absolutely not. No, I'm not going to bed anytime soon. So... Yeah. And I wasn't tired either. But you know me. I'm a night owl. Yeah. Like, I can stay up all fucking night. No problem. So oh. she went immediately to bed. I went to bed around 4 a.m. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yep. And I also, I don't know if I told you, I tried to clean my house while I was super drunk. No, you did not. <laughs> I did. So yeah, I tried to clean my house, which was super funny going down the next morning. But anyways, I go to bed at four o'clock. My sister snores like she's trying to direct fucking cruise ships. Yeah. So I literally could not sleep. So she and Chelsea woke me up at 7.45 a.m. after I went to bed at four. Why did they wake you up so early? Because Fiella was snoring, so I couldn't sleep. And oh. then she was just up, and then Chelsea was up, and then they both came, and they were, like, sitting and chatting with me. And I was, like, dying. <laughs> I was dying. I, could, I was, like, my hangover hit me, and I was, like, fucking. I was, like, everybody just needs to leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> like, Oh, my God. Alex rolls in at, like, 9 a.m. Everybody's, like, good morning. And I was, like, just leave me the fuck Where alone. Where was Alex? <laughs> he went to his mom's okay. house. Yeah. <laughs> It was perfect. Everything was super great <laughs> until the morning. And then I thought I was dying. Yeah. Uh, yeah like my brain fair. was like acid. I was like, I think my brain is melting out of my skull. <laughs> but you know what? I really needed it. I know it sounds ridiculous, but uh, I think it was the perfect night for me to just like fucking blow all of this stress yep. that I have had yep. for months off. That's why you usually have it closer to the wedding because... The stress just compounds more and more and more leading up to it. And then like yep. you have this big and then that way you don't have that at the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. You know what, though? I honestly feel like um, I felt really rejuvenated after it That's in good. terms of like I'm also just at the point now where I realize that like the people who are going to be there are going to be there. Whatever happens is going to happen. I have done my absolute best to plan for literally plan A through Z. Yeah. Everything is ready to rock and roll. Nothing really is going that wrong. Knock on wood. But um, yeah, I'm just, I'm not even that stressed. I'm not stressed about it anymore. And I'm not going to stress about it anymore. I'm just Good like. Good for you. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, at the end of the day, the most important part is I'm marrying my best friend. Yeah. And that's what I just got to keep in mind. So that's just as to where I'm at. But no, the bachelorette party was fucking awesome. Uh, For anybody who didn't listen to... Whatever episode it was, we had we turned my house into a nightclub and <laughs> had drag queens come and do some performances. We did Harry Potter trivia that were hosted by the drag queens and they were 
fucking amazing. They were great. They were amazing. They're the Dolores Umbridge costume fucking Killed had me, me. <laughs> dying. Tackling. Like fucking absolutely. Tackling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They oh, were man. just the most incredible performers. And um, yeah, it, it was a great night. It was a great night. And then my like 70 year old neighbor showed up and, came and party and they absolutely everyone was so excited about forgetting there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I loved when the queens were like, I bet you never seen shit like this before. And Grace was like, I was a hippie in the 60s, honey. I, I've seen some shit. I love Grace. <laughs> yeah. Isn't she amazing? Like, fucking hilarious. She absolutely can ride with us. Like any day. <laughs> fucking any day. Grace is invited to everything. Yeah. <laughs> So, Holly, what are we doing today? Let's get into this podcast. What is up? Well, we're doing something, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, I assumed that far. Something is happening today. Ooh, we got it in the works. Dun, 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 dun. Where is it? There it is. So, we're doing a two-parter. Oh, you know we love me a good two-parter. Because this one has a, a lots about it. Okay. But uh, this week, <laughs> you're going to hate me. This week, I have taken some creative liberties with like the general basis okay. of what our podcast is. Sure. You know, I know that's probably a little scary <laughs> to you specifically, <laughs> but um, yeah, this week's episodes, like it's might be a loose fit. Fuck it. But it's a piece of the pub. It's, it's still a piece of the puzzle. It's just maybe like not doesn't fit in that one specific spot, hey. you know? Here's the thing. As this podcast has gone on, I've just come to realize <laughs> we don't actually have like a general. We don't need to be too niche with no. it. No. No. We're just having fun at this point. Fuck yeah. Let's do it. So, <laughs> But like, here's the thing. The way I see it, like witchcraft leads to supernatural, um, supernatural to paranormal, paranormal to yeah. ghosts, to spooky shit, spooky shit. Yeah. Speaking with spirits and deities. Yeah whatnot it's all part of the same realm yep i think i agree right? so maybe loosely part of the same realm i mean part here's of the, the same thing realm. no matter where you look in any of this they intertwine with one another exactly constantly there, there is a venn diagram <laughs> and it's got like eight eight circles and there's they're all yeah and right in the center is our spirituality and that's yeah. where we're <laughs> that's where we fit so yeah this venn diagram looks like a flower basically dope <laughs> I don't know why I'm explaining the life cycle of wheat to you. <laughs> this is where we're at. This is where we're at. Anyways, yeah. So mediumship, I find, is like a form of divination. Absolutely. And just kind of like another word for witchcraft, like tomato, yep. tomato. <laughs> so Potato, patata. <laughs> um, so because of that, and because I felt like being a creepy, spooky bitch this week. Ooh. We are talking about the life and legacy that is Ed and Lorraine Warren. Get the fuck. I just got full body goosebumps. <laughs> I fucking love them. I know you do. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever said it here on the podcast, but Alex and I are huge horror movie fans and Alex is a horror movie collector. So we yeah. spend a good portion of our life like traveling the country, going to different horror cons and yeah. meeting... <laughs> Amneville, fucking Annabelle, fucking. There's so many. There's so many. There's so many there stories. So many. The nun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All mm -hmm. right, let's go, Warrens. Let's get into it. So this yeah. week, what mm -hmm. I'm doing is this week we're gonna look at their their life. Okay, how they've lived, 
love stuff it. like that yeah next week yes we're going to do um focusing on some of the cases they've done <laughs> <laughs> amazing Isn't that exciting amazing. are you excited about that i'm excited about super that. excited about it let's do it <laughs> it's okay i get the allergy struggle yeah. we're both gonna be fucking... nasally for the next couple episodes that's good everything's fine springtime spring has Canada sprung <laughs> means there's snowballed all around yeah and on top of it here in alberta we've had some pretty decent winds oh dirt snow mold everything pollen, everything is just kicked up into the air right now and like heh. yeah it's hard to breathe yeah scratchy eyes. i definitely picked up cigars again once like nisio died <laughs> no judgment <So>. zero judgment <laughs> trying to cut back on those but yeah they don't help the lungs whatsoever <laughs> mm. that's Mm-mm, fair not at all <laughs> yikes anyways let's get let's get into their life here let's do it so Ed was born on September 7th, 1926 in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Okay. Connecticut. He, do you know like their history? Like, you know about their, the cases they've Correct. done, but do you know like how they grew up at all? No, I do not. Okay, good. So this is all new for me because I'm very familiar with the cases that they've worked on. Yeah. But not about the life and times, if you will. Perfect. 1926 in Bridgeport, Connecticut, Ed grew up in a home that he thought was haunted which sparked his interest in the paranormal super cool when ed was five he claimed he had seen an apparition Ooh, a dot of light that grew until it became the image of who was his family's landlady oh okay she had just recently passed yeah the year before and he saw this in his house wow mm-hmm. yeah okay. so he sees the apparition of his landlady to be fucking terrifying as a kid <laughs> Just put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> in uh, the book that Ed Warren wrote, The Demonologist, mm-hmm. he recalled that she was semi-transparent, wearing what looked like some sort of shroud. Okay. And then she just vanished. Fuck. <laughs> I don't think that would have sparked my interest in the paranormal. I think I would have gone, like, the pendulum the way. would yeah. have swung. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially, like, I heard that, like, his landlady was not the nicest of people. So oh, great. It wasn't, like, seeing, like, oh. Oh, hey, Judy. Oh, yeah, our old landlady. I miss you. Like, she, I guess she was a see you next Tuesday, so. <laughs> Charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. I've never no? heard that before. It's RuPaul's Drag Race. Shit. That's what they say. They always say, I need you to show me your charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. <laughs> RuPaul says it all the time. Oh, my God. I've never. Show me your cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm derailing this. <laughs> Everything is just <laughs> as we need it to be. So... Yeah, this triggered his his interests in the paranormal. So he would um, go around the house looking in closets. <laughs> Fuck. And he would see faces in these closets. What? And he was just like actively doing this? Yeah. No, thanks. Um, temperature in the room would drop and he would hear footsteps and heavy breathing. Fucking no. Thank I you. I love it so much. Yeah. And I also, I believe when he was about eight... Um, like his family grew up, like he grew up very heavily Roman Catholic, very stout, like, oh, okay. Catholic. Yeah. Yep. So when he was about eight, his father was talking to a, a priest or something. They were talking about an exorcism that was happening. And like, oh shit. Yeah. He was like, oh, demons what is are that? real. That's and... neat. Like, yeah. 
As an eight-year-old? God damn it. Well, here's the thing. Some people are just super interested in that, like, secondary plane, if you will. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Or, like, being behind the veil and, like, you know, how this side of the veil and that side of the veil interact with one another. There are tons of people who are insanely interested in that. Exactly. I mean, and then there's people like, you know, we've talked about it, like, mediums who just can't fucking escape it. So it might as well embrace it. True enough. (laughs) True enough. (laughs) So, <laughs> so eventually when, you know, he had seen enough of this kind of paranormal activity around his house. Yeah. He went up to his father and told him everything that was happening. Yeah. And his father said, well, there's, there's a logical explanation for everything that happens in this house. Did he give Ed a logical explanation? Doubt it. No. No, yeah. he did not. No. Just like, yeah, no, there's definitely something logical. <laughs> something logical happening here. Don't you worry about it, son. I am a man of science. <laughs> <laughs> Soon after this, Ed was having dreams of dead relatives he'd never met, including an aunt who, from a couple of sources, said she was a nun. Oh. And he mentioned to his aunt that he wanted to become a priest when he grew up. Okay. Yeah. And she tells him that he would help many priests, but never become a priest himself. And she told him this, like, after she had passed, yeah. like, the a- like, apparition, whatever you want to call yeah. it, he told him in this? in his dream, basically. He Dang. Was his dead relatives. And- Fuck, eh? Wild. That so, is crazy. And then he stated, I'm not a priest today, but I do work closely with them. That's fair. Yeah. So- That's super fair. <laughs> right? And in a lot of cases, he works very closely with Yeah. Right the alongside church. them. Yeah. yeah. Wild. So Lorraine was born January 31st in 1927. Okay. Also in Bridgeport, Connecticut. They they were born in the same little town in Connecticut, which Incredible. I think is so cute. They like grew up like down the street from each other. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> I love love. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like Ed, Lorraine began having unusual experiences when she was young too. Mm-hmm. But she just assumed everyone had all these same abilities. <sighs> how so sweet, sweet like, right the the, naive, the naivety yeah is that how you say it naivety yeah naivete or whatever naivete i feel okay, like okay jacques <laughs> <laughs> i left that in i know you did <laughs> i listened to it and i was like mm, yep it, it was hilarious it was funny it was super <laughs> funny i was like jacques and i was like yeah jacques makes more sense <laughs> I do that all the time. Sometimes I just add letters that aren't even there. The thing with French is that like kind you just of don't know. Kind of looks like K, like K, like queso, or like porqué, like yeah. so yeah. I could understand Jacques yeah. <laughs> in a way. <laughs> now we're just rhyming. Good, everything is fine. Jacques the queso man. <laughs> Jacques the queso man. <laughs> Oh, Aqua, where are you? Let's make that a song. <laughs> oh, no. If anybody listening is a producer, reach Produce out to us. Jacques, Jacques the, the Queso, queso man. man in the same way as uh, Dr. Jones, please. Thank you. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Okay. I was going to sing it, but I'm not. No, absolutely not. <laughs> so, yeah, Lorraine thought that these abilities everyone had it yeah like everyone it was just like a normal occurrence yeah incorrect so when (laughs) she was 12 um it was arbor day at her all girls private school okay catholic school i should emphasize like that teachers were nuns yes like 
yeah yeah heavily catholic yeah um it never ending sunday school exactly yeah <laughs> Um, on Arbor Day, it was tradition for them to all plant sapling, I guess. Yeah. So here's a quote from Lorraine. She said, just as soon as they put the sapling in the ground, I saw it as a fully grown tree. Oh, that's cool. Filled with leaves blowing in the wind. Aww. And she stood there looking up at what she saw to be this tree yeah. in the future. And <laughs> a nun came up to her and asked why she was staring in the sky. Yeah. And Lorraine responded that um, she was just looking up into the tree. And the nun came back with, are you seeing the future? Oh, shit. And like sternly. Like, yeah. I'm mad at you for seeing the future. <laughs> <laughs> and Lorraine get, Lorraine said, yeah, I guess I am. Like, yeah. What else can you call it? Like, what call else would you that? call it? Yeah. yeah. That's super interesting because there are a few times in a few of their cases where her ability to see events that haven't occurred yeah. has been an asset yeah. to them. Definitely. Figuring out... That's fucking cool. I didn't know that she had that ability since she was a kid. That's yeah. super cool. Another ability she had that you'll probably like was that she had the ability to see auras. Oh, interesting. So yeah. She was nine when she first saw an aura. Yeah. And she thought that everyone could see it as well. I mean, um, that seems seems pretty straightforward. If yeah. you're like, you know, perfect example, I have astigmatism in yeah. both my eyes. Yeah. And I did not know this until I was, I don't know, today years old, <laughs> that people don't see giant lights of like beams of light coming out of like lamps and stuff. Yeah. And I thought my whole life, like if I'm driving behind a car. You drive at night, everything looks like it has a lens flare. Exactly. Yeah. And I did not know that that that's was not real. That that's not real. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I, I understand her thinking like, oh, yeah, everybody's just got everybody can see everybody these can like see this. Yeah. Like color, you know surrounding people <laughs> so yeah she thought everyone could see it she finds out that she's alone in this when she talks about it at school oh she compares the lights that surrounded the mother superior and one of the le like the lesser nuns i guess yep. sister joseph where when she says that sister joseph's l light yeah was brighter than mother superior's one was nicer than the other. Yep. One was happier than the other. <laughs> <laughs> and Mother Superior immediately kind of proves why her aura is dimmer by telling Lorraine, like, don't talk about these things. Like, <laughs> that's not appropriate for a young lady. Do not, do not comment on my light. Do not speak of these things. We see in the future. Now you're talking about how dim I am? Uh, right? You calling me stupid? Say bad. <laughs> She's a witch. Um, because of this, Lorraine learns to either hide her gifts or joke it off like it. Yeah. Like it's no, no big deal. Something that she needs to keep Survival. Yeah, of course. Mode, right? Yeah. So she has been heard in our archived tapes, basically like lamenting about how she didn't want to these powers she never wanted to be different yeah. but she, she just, just was forced upon her right yeah. she had to learn how to just deal with them like I, mm -hmm. we were just saying earlier about like mediumship like sink or swim you know fit in or fuck off exactly <laughs> fit in or fuck off i like it i like it a lot <laughs> but despite the fact that ed and lorraine grew up essentially down the block from each other yeah they didn't meet until 1994 1994? Yes. So what, were, how old were they? 40? 16. 1994? 
1944. 44. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I thought you said 94, and I was like, bro, they were born in like the 20s. No, yeah. 1944. 44. Okay, yeah, yeah. So they were teen years. Yeah. yeah. They were both 16. Lorraine and two of her friends were going to the movies. Okay. At the Cute. Colonial Theater in Bridgeport. None of them drove. Yeah. Because they're girls in the 40s. Yeah. <laughs> Typical. Before the Southern war US. broke out. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like- yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so they all walked from their homes to meet at the movie theater. Nice. Before getting inside, one of Lorraine's friends told her that there was a boy who worked there um, as an usher. And she thought that Lorraine might like to meet him. (gasps) Was it Ed? It was Ed. Oh, cute. So her friend was right. Yes. (laughs) So at the time, Lorraine really didn't have much interest in boys at all. Okay. Very unlike myself at 16. I know, right? (laughs) I was all about the boys at 16. (laughs) She stated in later years, quote, I didn't have any interest in boys. I was concentrating on my schoolwork. Good for you, Lorraine. besides, boys were rough. Not gentle like my brother, Jim. Boys were too rough around the edges for me. Fair enough. Some of them can be very much so. Mm -hmm. Right? And learning how to deal with... uh, Especially at 16. Well, and especially in the 40s. Yeah. Right? I mean, like the whole societal um idea of what men and women were exactly and like what they were supposed to be and what they were supposed to do yeah yeah but it doesn't seem like a rough around the edge kind of guy oh and he wasn't so inside the girls introduced her to the energetic young usher and his name was ed oh when she saw ed she thought to herself gee what a nice looking young man now, if she wasn't spitting, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> she even related later how spiffy he looked oh, with cute. his sharply creased pants and his perfectly quaked hair. <laughs> I love it. And she even recalled he smelled like noxema. Wow. So it's funny because like I met Alex when I was 15 and very similar to this, like I can remember exactly where I was. Yeah. What he smelled like, what he was wearing. And I remember the first time he like I ever saw him, I was like, oh, who's a who's tall, dark and handsome over there? (laughs) Here we are, you know. Well, and he smelled like Nogazima because young Ed also worked as a lifeguard during the day. And after his shift would apply ample amounts of Nogazima cream to soothe his skin. Oh, yeah. Because the chlorine probably fucked him up. Or being in the... (laughs) I don't know if it was an outdoor pool or not, but like the sun too, right? Of course. So after their movie ended, young Ed happily offered to walk the three girls home. Of course he did. Such a gentleman. (laughs) Oh, that's so nice. (laughs) That's my favorite part. Um, As they walked, Ed offered... uh, to buy all the girls a Coke, like a oh, pop from me. Nice. So they, they go to the soda fountain. Two of the girls order their Cokes, and their sodas were five cents each. Yeah. But then Lorraine went to order, and she asked for an ice cream soda. Ice cream soda. Which okay. cost 10 cents. <gasps> Double the price of the other. All right, Lorraine. <laughs> trying to see what Mr. Ed is made of. <laughs> it's just so endearing. <laughs> That's really sweet. I love... Here's the thing. I'm a romantic at heart and yeah. I I have read love stories like, yeah. my whole life and I love this like I love the idea of like the courtship that men and women had oh, in yeah. 
older times and the romance and the kind of like the dance that you would do that like romantic dance exactly yeah where i just find that is not it's not involved in romance anymore no in today's day and age so like when i listen to stories like this my heart it's like it's like the notebook you know what i mean bursting bursting with love (laughs) (laughs) so um in later years ed would often joke that um lorraine ordered an ice cream soda for 10 cents and i from that moment i always knew she was a gold digger (laughs) (laughs) take your money So after the three girls had their drinks, they all continued on their way to their homes. But Lorraine became worried because her house was last on the route. Oh, And this is the 40s. And it wouldn't be appropriate for Ed to walk her all the way to her house. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Alone in the 40s. Just, you know, young men and women shouldn't be alone. No, exactly. She left the house alone. She should be arriving back home alone. Yeah. So she told Ed that she would continue on to her destination alone. By herself. Yeah. And Ed and was like, I nodded his understanding and then happily ran across the street to return to his own home. Oh, and Lorraine in later years recalled that when he ran across the street, I didn't see the slender young man of 16. Yeah. I physically saw Ed as a grown man, a man that I would marry. What? In fact, when I returned home that evening, I wrote in my diary, today I met the man I am going to marry. Can you see my goosebumps goosebumps right now? That is so... And like you were saying, like when she was looking at the tree. Yeah, she could see the future. Isn't that wild? So cute. That is... I'm going (laughs) to... That is so nice. Okay, Lorraine. So they began dating. Yeah. But soon after, Ed went off to fight in World War II. Oh. He enlisted in the Navy on his 17th birthday. Yeah. So. Patriotic. Of course. Right. Um, He was deployed and was on a ship and Mm -hmm. he had only been deployed for about four months when he was sent back home on a 30 day survivor's leave. Okay. Because the ship he was on went down the North Atlantic Sea. This ship had collided with an oil tanker in the North Atlantic. And a fire erupted. Jesus. And all of the men on the ship had to jump overboard. As Ed was in the icy water, he prayed for help. It was like icy, but also fiery at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Like, and like literally probably like a a, a layer of oil yeah. on top of the water. Because as you, we know, oil and water don't mix. No, exactly. So like below the surface is just freezing cold water. And on the surface is just like flaming oil. oil. Yeah. Sweet. Fucking great, bud. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're in war. Yeah. (laughs) This is what we wanted to have happen here. That's insane. So. And it's like what consolation prize was a 30 day trip home. Well, so he's in the water trying to stay, you know, alive. Alive. Um, And as he's in the water, he prayed for help. Okay. And they say he was touched by an angel, but he was Mm -hmm. rescued shortly after that. That's incredible. After that experience. He returned home and asked Lorraine to marry him. Oh. On like the second last day of his survivor leave, they, yeah, yeah. they got married and then they had their like one day honeymoon. They went oh, to a hotel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so nice. Well, I mean, I I could see that. Could you imagine being in that situation mm-hmm. and like and you're probably what, a near death experience. 18, Nineteen years old, maybe? Yeah. Near death experience. The last four months you've been exchanging letters with this, you know, girl that you met back home that you're really smitten with. And yeah. Your your little girl. And then you have and- a near death experience like that. You get home and 
you know, you have 30 days of peace before you have to go back to this war. You might die in. So why not? Why not get married? So yeah, hell yeah. On this honeymoon, I mean, they conceived a child. So while he was licking fucking fucking split, Ed is on it. One man. Yeah. Ed and Lorraine are like, yep. At least we know what we got to do. I'm pretty sure it was because from what I read, it was um, their daughter, Judy, was born while Ed was still like in war. Actively. Yeah. Active in active duty. So Okay. Wow. So yeah. it makes so sense that's that how I understand that. Yeah. Well, it would make sense that they were Judy was conceived at yeah, that on time their honeymoon. Then. Yep. Then, yeah. Makes sense. So way to consummate that marriage right away. Oosh. Uh <laughs> so Lorraine would give birth to their daughter Judy on in January of 1946. 1946. Yeah. Okay. And okay. she was born in 26 or Lorraine was yeah, 20. 20? Wow. Yeah. I think so. Double check. 27. January 31st, 27. 27. So, okay. 19. Yeah. yeah. Just little baby. Just a little baby. Just, Just little turned 19, babies. too. Yeah. If Judy was born in January as yeah. well. So she would have been eight, or, yeah. 18, 19. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Little baby. Little baby. I was a fucking idiot at 18. Could you imagine having Being kids a mom? Up? Nope. I like, we think about like your parents. Yeah. At your current age right now. Yeah. That like you would have been five me i think so i would have been eight fuck <laughs> nine almost nine wild because my mom my mom turned 20 in august of 94 and i was born october of 94 okay yeah yeah so my at 28 my mom would have been yeah i would have been eight years old turning nine wild and then uh my sister would have been being like born on the way on the way my mom probably would have been pregnant with my sister could you imagine? No fucking way. Oh. Nope. Absolutely not. Good job, mama. <laughs> right? I could not raise kids right now. No, me neither. No. No, thanks. So, anyways, Ed came back from the war <laughs> after it was over. <laughs> You're like, I'm exhausted from a puppy. Can you imagine a baby? <laughs> yeah. And my puppy sleeps like almost through the night. Like <laughs> yeah, Babies don't. No. No. <laughs> Ooh, absolutely not. Um. So after the war, Ed and Lorraine needed to find a way to support their you know, growing family, their budding family. Yeah. And Lorraine stated that each of us had skills as landscape artists and we each harbored a desire to paint. Oh, that's cool. So very artistic, creative. Ed had taken art classes and she said, we began our marriage under the assumption that we were going to be artists. Oh, nice. That's so cute. (laughs) I love this whole love story between the two of them. (laughs) They're just, it's so gentle. Do you know what I mean? Like it's got this very like feeling of like gentle and kind and exactly. So nurturing. Ed would paint uh, depictions of basically like the, you know, Connecticut landscape and buildings and houses and stuff. Yeah. And he would sell those paintings for about three to five dollars each. That's which is like pretty damn good for back then. right? Yeah. Especially as like a, a, an emerging artist in Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. But that pull to the paranormal still grappled them in. Yeah. And it didn't take long for them to start showing up at houses that were rumored to be haunted okay and what would happen is ed would sit outside the house and sketch it he would draw a picture of the house interesting yeah and what they would do with this picture once it was done lorraine would take the picture and go up to the door yeah and knock on the house and essentially be like hey we'll trade you the sketch of the home for stories about the house oh interesting they wanted to just know about what was happening there yeah so 
<laughs> that's just, that's clever because you're not really asking anybody for money or no, like just like hey, you're like hey here's a really nice basically they sketch yeah drum yeah. up a conversation maybe they wouldn't even be like oh trade you for stories about the house just be like hey you know we saw your house it's very interesting to us we decided to sketch it would you like it and then like just drum up a conversation with them yeah, and yeah. then eventually it, it all Push comes the, out yeah. right yeah so yeah that's like how they started that and if the story was compelling enough they'd actually paint the house instead of just sketch it yeah and sell that artwork later interesting okay they spent about five years going around the united states painting and investigating haunted houses thus launching their career as paranormal investigators amazing amazing <laughs> could you imagine telling people what you do what do you do for a living well <laughs> let me tell you yeah although it seemed like they were immersed in the occult and lorraine always maintained that they were not occultists okay in fact you know they were both devout roman catholics yep. and ed was eventually recognized as the only catholic lay expert on demonology catholic lay yeah what's that like layman's terms oh okay okay Does that makes sense like yeah lay- yeah I just don't think I've heard that before. There are at least four different meanings of lay expert. Lay people who are educated into quasi-experts on a particular issue or technology. Lay people who turn themselves into experts in order to challenge scientific experts. Yeah. And lay people with particular knowledge based on traditional on tradition experience so yeah just like yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a lay layman yeah whatever right? makes sense yep their devout faith included an inherent belief in the supernatural and the world beyond mm-hmm. uh the warrens worked closely with the catholic church during multiple exorcisms and their faith played an important part in their investigations yeah they very strongly wanted to bring the attention that demons were real the devil was real yeah to the mainstream people yep and they were able to do that through their investigations and the retellings of such investigations absolutely there is a i don't know if it's a direct quote but i remember i read a a story about ed and lorraine not that long ago and it was in regards to um they were trying to prove there was a gentleman who was on death row they were trying to prove his innocence because he was being possessed and what he had done he had done during the possession yeah um i don't know if you're going to talk about it so i'm not going to go into it too far so long story short he was possessed and he had like murdered some people and then just like walked around outside with like the axe and the knife Mm. covered in fucking blood okay police picked him up he got put on death row la 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 ed and lorraine go there they find that there's like this possession taking place and there is a quote in there where they were in the legal proceedings and ed and lorraine say to the lawyer and the judge i think ed had said it to the judge but something along the lines of you know every single time you walk into this court we put our hand on that bible and we swear to to god that we will tell the truth. Therefore, you are like putting your fundamental belief in that God is real. And if God is real, that means that Satan is real and that demons oh, are real. Shit. Right? So yeah. if you are standing here and God is accepted as a legal boundary, then the devil should be accepted as a legal argument as well. And I was like, fucking yeah. I guess so. Yeah. That makes a lot you of sense. You fucking swear on the Bible every single time because yeah. you have to put your hand on the Bible. Yeah. I, I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Yeah. Right? So if you are accepting God as like this legal argument, then you need to accept the counterpart to that, which oh, is exactly. Satan. Exactly. And that possession is real. Huh. And the lawyers were like, that just opens the door to so many people using that as a defense. (laughs) And you're like, yeah, it does. Uh But yeah, it's true. It's an interesting case, that one. Yeah. Yeah. So they were so ingrained in, you know, paranormal, the everything about it. Supernatural. Yep. Yeah. 
um, that in 1952, the Warrens founded the New England Society for Psychic Research. Of course, it's fucking New England. Well, Connecticut's <laughs> in New England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is where they were born. Yeah. Where they grew up, where they died. Yeah. Um, it is now the oldest ghost hunt the oldest ghost hunting group in New England. That's incredible. They authored many books about the paranormal and about their private investigations into various reports of paranormal activity. And they also created the Occult Museum, Ooh. a space in their Monroe, Connecticut home, which adjoined Ed's mm. office to house haunted objects and yeah. the files and tapes from their investigations. Incredible. So what they would do is they would take items from these hauntings that they thought were particularly haunted or that the spirits were attached to Mm -hmm. and they would have them in this museum yeah and i guess it's not open anymore since lorraine died in 2019 Mm -hmm. but back when it was open she would tour the museum with like people yes yeah and she would tell them like do not touch anything in this room yeah like do not touch it if you do touch it you have to tell me because you can take home whatever's connected to this object yeah they can stick to you (laughs) i would not i would be like wouldn't even touch the shelf like arms right do you remember when you were a kid and like your teachers would take you on like field trips and they're like okay everybody arms glued to your legs or like (laughs) arms glued to your side do not touch anything Anything. (laughs) yeah that's (laughs) exactly yeah so they claimed to have investigated well over 10 thousand cases holy shit um during their career yeah the warrens were among the first investigators in the amityville haunting they continued to go on to be very well respected and revered in their um like the psychic community yes yeah in the the cyclical community completely like they were very well well respected that's so cool ed wound up dying august 23rd 2006 at age 79 Seems so young still. I think he had a heart attack. Uh, makes sense. From what I have read. Yeah. Um, and Moraine died April 18th, 2019 at the age 2019. of 92. 92. Wow. Insane. Yeah. But so, also so sad that she lived for so long without, without him. him. Yeah. But here's the thing. She was a medium. Oh, I guess. Yeah. Did she live without him? That's fair. Right? That's you like wonder you always about say, that. like... She found that there there was um one of the first houses that they were able to kind of get into with yeah. their like here's a sketch let us in kind of thing <laughs> okay um switching bait Ed no, was kidding. talking to the owner at the house and Lorraine was like standing behind him like kind of resting her like arms on the back of the chair and like yeah. hanging out there and so Ed wasn't able to see her okay and then he turned back to go isn't that right Lorraine yeah and he saw her and she had zoned out into a trance oh and during this trance she yeah. had actually like had an out-of-body experience like a pro- astral projection exactly. almost and like yeah. was like looking over the whole scene from there wow and I was like what is happening to my wife here and the guy at the house was like oh yeah clairvoyance come into this house like that just seems to happen a lot <laughs> <laughs> crazy <laughs> and um but in that moment lorraine learned that, sh- that she learned not to fear death wow. is what she said yeah interesting very interesting Fucking real cool but that is super cool so that is uh the, the life and time the bare bones version of the life and legacy of ed and lorraine warren that's so cool and uh yeah we're gonna get into some of their cases not all of them obviously but definitely yeah. some of the more notable ones um 
ones that inspired movies. Nice. Um, some that maybe didn't inspire movies okay. as well. Okay. Interesting. So, Ooh, I'm yeah. excited. Next week is going to be a great episode. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like Lorraine is probably one of the most powerful clairvoyant. Yeah. Mediums, mediums we've ever known of. Yeah. You know? Well, so, it's just nice that there's that she shared her experience yes. so so well this yeah. is the thing that i find and probably a lot of other people who either would consider themselves a part of the occult or not a part of the occult the difficult thing is that there's a lot of um here's not hearsay but um a lot of like stigma not stigma what am i trying to say i'm trying to say that like there's a lot of like oral storytelling mm. okay yeah in the occult and not a lot of like actual documentation or written documentation True. of yeah. actual events and if there is it's very fucking limited mm -hmm. so um to have this like incredibly powerful medium and like ed as well who i would say had some type of sensitivity he, to yeah. it at, if not a medium but had a sensitivity to it at least yeah that they documented it and shared it and they were so open to being ridiculed if you will yeah. and scrutinized because they knew what they saw yep and they believed and it they wholeheartedly believed it. exactly yeah um ed would go to these houses and he would you know intentionally try to find a logical reason just like his dad told just him. like his dad yeah he would try to find a logical reason before before really diving into any sort of investigation or starting any jumping kind of to the conclusion exactly. that it was exactly paranormal yeah yeah and it was only the ones that he could not find a logical explanation for that he would give any um attention to essentially so. incredible yeah yeah so cool so cool <laughs> it was a great episode thank you i loved it yeah. yeah, another nice. short one this week, which is good. I I like keeping it around the forty five minute mark. Yeah, so. it, it seems to be doing. It seems to be a good time. Yeah, yeah. Some of our other ones, like when we were talking about uh the in last week's episode with Marie Laveau, I, I when I was re listening to it, I was like, did I go into enough detail? And you know what? I really think that like some of the earlier episodes, I got a little excited. Yeah, if you will, it definitely and, can happen. And put more information than necessary about things that were not primary to yeah. the storytelling. Yep. So I think, I think as well, I mean, as you practice anything, you get better with it. And I think this podcast very much is not just, it's kind of like a storytelling yeah. that you and I do here. Yeah. And as we do it, we just get better at telling the story in the way it should be told. I fucking <laughs> hope so. <laughs> We're getting worse. It's just, it's mm. all downhill from here. No, Who knows? <laughs> Sometimes it feels like it. Oof. <laughs> Big oof. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's hard to stay, hard to stay motivated sometimes. I Do you get know? that, yeah. Right? Definitely. Hard to stay motivated or see that uh, what we're doing actually means anything, yeah. if that makes any sense. I think it does. It's just that, you know, there's a lot of other things happening in both of our lives. and Yeah. Some things have to take precedence. Yeah. And that's just the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's just it. Exactly. Right. But oh, keep trucking along and oh, we yeah. adjust as necessary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thanks again for this week's episode. It was really good. Yeah. Loved it. Well, can't wait for next week. You don't have to wait for next week, but the listeners do. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to suck. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, again, everybody, thank you so much for joining us this week. 
and make sure to come back next week to hear all the juicy deets on uh, Ed and Lorraine's cases. Oh my God, there's so many. There's so many. Well, you said 10,000, so. Yeah, we're not doing 10,000. What? (laughs) I have about three that we go like pretty in depth on and then like loose uh, explanations of like another like four. Nice. So fucking hey, dude, that's going to be great. Yeah, I think it'll be really interesting. Um, There's definitely a few that were that led on to inspire movies Heck yeah. that I think you'll be excited about as well. Ooh. So yeah, very cool. Awesome. Well, remember to tune in next week to hear all that. Uh, you can reach out to us on Instagram at what up, which is pod. You can reach out to us on Facebook at what up, which is podcast on Twitter at what up, which is uh, we have TikTok as well, where we post our weekly teasers. You can check those out. And that's What Up Witches podcast or What Up Witches. You'll figure it out. You'll it's find one of them. it. I'm sure if you just type in What Up Witches, it'll come up. Everything. Yeah, everything yeah. pretty well comes up there. Yeah. And then uh, also, we also are still doing our spooky stories. Send them in. Send them in. Tell us your Ed and Lorraine experiences <laughs> and email them to us at whatupwitchespodcast at gmail.com. We're getting spooky. Get spooky with us. Dun, 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 dun. All right, everybody. Okay. Okay, stay spooky. Bye.